0: Welcome back to episode 98 of Chess Journeys, Tales of Adult Improvement. Here on Chess Journeys, we do highlight the glories of rating gain, but more often than not, we dive into the plateaus and sometimes the pits of despair. Sometimes your host loses 100 rating points in two months. Uh, We'll just say that's something that's happening. It's not been great, but that's okay. All right, so if you want to support the show, the best way is to go to Patreon. Um, chess journeys, and I want to thank Matt Bush, Jay Garrison, Donna Rich Burgess, Brandon hallside David Triber, Lindsey Newhall, and Jeff Peterson. You can still get merch on the merch store. I have been streaming quite a bit on Dr. Skull underscore Tiny Grimes. So if you want to see me trying to put my uh, knowledge into skill, go ahead and come by there. Uh, if you want to appear on the show, a great place to go is the Google form in the show notes. We all want to hear your story. And if you're interested in Noel Studer's next level training program, I had him as a guest on a few weeks ago. Um, you can still use the code in the show notes if you want to support the show. And today we have a special guest. Uh, Paul is a chess master or was once a chess master. I don't know if you ever lose the title. I don't think you do. Uh, and he had a long layoff and he is now trying to reengage with the game after retiring, uh, having a long layoff, having a brain injury. And so it should be a really fascinating conversation about how one engages with chess again despite the setbacks that life puts in front of us so Paul welcome to the show and have you had a chance to play any chess yet today
1: oh I've played quite a bit today yeah chess.com is addictive right
0: <laughs> uh-huh. okay I played one three two arena game uh and it went terribly absolutely terribly uh what what has been your time control of choice today Paul
1: uh so I've got two so I I, I play a game in 10. Uh, more recently um, but i still play bullet i use bullet more for opening prep i'm Mm. trying to to learn some new openings and uh it's a good drill technique for me but i lose a lot of those games just because i I get through my opening but then my i I, my memory is not great so i just i screw up uh, a lot in the bullet games whereas the game and am i'm doing much better
0: okay so you're feeling like bullet games are training games for you when it comes to the opening and then after the opening you just hit the resign button well no i try
1: to win but you know <laughs> it's it's very frustrating to be uh you know my ratings these days are like for bullet is like 1500 back when i mean i used to just crush people mm. of course this is back in the 90s right you know this has been a long time yeah but, um, so it's very frustrating to not do so well but yeah, it's, you know, there are other things you use for openings to drill to make sure that you can remember everything. Um, uh, I just like playing bullet because it's sometimes people uncork things that are interesting, right? And then mm-hmm. you have to go and, and say, okay, I haven't seen this before and try to figure out what's going on.
0: Yeah. For me, 3-2 feels like bullet. Like when I play 3-2, uh, my chess rating drops like 600 points and I'm terrible, and uh, I can't even, I don't even think I could play bullet. I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. I decided I'm not going to. I've heard about the addictive nature of bullet. And I'm like, very, mm-hmm, I'm going to avoid very, it. For now.
1: Very addictive. Uh, but again, it's a tool. I mean, there, there are all sorts of different ways to, to drill things. And it's a great yeah. tool for that.
0: Okay. Well, let's dive into your past before we get to the present. Let's go all the way back. When did you first start playing chess? Did you play it all as a kid? I played a little bit as a
1: kid, but like... You know, nothing like um, you know, good players. <laughs> so I I started playing maybe like junior high in high school. I played a lot of uh speed chess against a guy who I think was probably about an A player, high B player, um, just tons and tons of chess, uh, a lot of bug house, but I didn't have a rating, right? Um, so hit college and um ran into a chess club. I'd never been to a chess club before. It was super addictive. I played speed chess board and I studied I just hammered away and there are some good players experts and there's one master um and of course I lost like you know all the games but um in the banter between players you just learn a lot of stuff mm-hmm. right And there's all sorts of interesting chess phrases you know um uh so yeah I just got better and better and then uh I met a guy whose name's Alex Fishby who's a grandmaster now Hmm. Uh, back in the day he was like a feeding master we were both at University of Colorado at the same time uh and so of course he annihilated me uh game after game after game uh he gave me funky odds and whatever but he I don't really call him a coach but he definitely uh I traveled with him some went to some tournaments um I was more groupie I guess but he was very good Mm -hmm. um but I think Playing all of those games, I, I was probably close to 2000, but my official rating was like 1,600, 15 something. So I was a huge uh, sandbag. Yeah. Oh. And I went to some tournaments where I just wiped people. Um, <laughs> okay, go days. ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have questions and you ask ah, yeah. no, I, I started. No,
0: it, the sandbaggers are always hilarious because, like, let's say you're going to play in like the under, your rating is 1,690, and you're like, ooh, there's an under 1,700 section. I don't even bother playing in those sections, thinking of because <laughs> I know there's guys like you in there who are like, yeah, I'm only fourteen hundred, but my real rating is like two thousand.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, so I and I'm, it may have even been stronger. I played uh, a tournament. I mean, it was in Wyoming, right? But there was still like Alex Fishman was there. There was a guy named David Jellison. There are all of these masters who mm-hmm. are like twenty three hundred ish. There was a guy from Canada, uh, Tom O'Donnell, who's now like an IM. I don't even know if he plays anymore. So anyways, he was a video master. I'm 1680, 1670, something like that. He's like 2390, whatever. He's close to being an IM. I beat him straight up with the <laughs> white pieces. And I didn't like drop anything or anything. I've been reading a lot of Nimzovich. I played this mm-hmm. really quick game. Uh, Alex afterwards thought that, you know, what, what happened? you lose on time. You couldn't figure it out. He looked at the games like, wow, you actually played a good game, which was huge. <laughs> gameplay, right? So... Uh... Um, I don't know. I can I can go through some tournaments that I won after this. I won some money. I, I played in a series of tournaments and and um, went to some world opens. Went to the world chess festival back in the day. Won a B prize, second place B prize at a world open, which in those days was oh, um, screwed up the ending, man. I, I should have won. I should have been a clear second, but it, it was a draw, and I just split the second place prize. Uh, and then I went to the world chess festival. I think that was eighty eight. Um, and won a, an A prize there, player, and it paid my way. Um, and then I played in another World Open, and, and I was in the expert section, did horribly rebought, in the Open section, which is where my P-Day rating started coming from, and won an Open, uh, the A, or no, the Expert Prize, or the below 2,300 prize, whatever it was, in a World Open. Um, so those those two, three years,
0: yeah,
1: right, and then... Um, I feel
0: like I'm talking to a professional club player. Like you're practically making yeah. a living playing club level chess.
1: Well, I was. I mean, it's strange. I mean, I I was married, and we started having kids, and this is part of the story. But mm. uh, I ran the Caltech chess club. My wife went to Caltech. My wife's nice, much smarter than I am. Um, but I ran the Caltech chess club, and I did like a couple of tournaments every week. Yeah. Um, and I would won some of those tournaments, even with other masters in in in, in the room, while directing. Like I was directing and playing yeah. and just you know, and so yeah, I was doing quite well. But then the reality of life hit. You know, we had we had two kids, my wife's in grad school. Yeah. Um and I'm frustrated. I wish I had done one more year because I was up I, and I was I'd beaten some players, some good players. I'd drawn some master, you know, IMs and stuff in tournaments. And I'm like, I want to be FIDE master. I was so close. I felt like I was close. Like mm. the and, um, but I just couldn't afford it. You know, I had to, yeah. I had to like, man up and get a real job.
2: <laughs> yeah, life stepped that, in. I just
1: played speech S online or I just, you know, screwed around. I didn't, I, I, I yeah. just stopped studying. Right.
0: All right. Let's talk for a moment about how you got to your 2200 then. It sounds like it was from a lot of playing. Did you do a lot of studying as well? Or was it mostly just playing? It
1: was, uh, no, it was both. I did do, I had a study regimen. And I, uh, again, this is back from, um, you know, I talked to Alex a bunch. So Alex Fishbein, he immigrated from from Russia as a little kid. He actually went through some of the Soviet Mm. era chess schools. He was identified as someone super smart. Um, Did a ton of tactics Okay. Um, there's uh, back in the day, the Encyclopedia Chess Middle Games. I don't know if you're familiar with that, They're, they've published several more since. But, um, take the cover off, it's this black book. I called it my Bible, basically. And, and took me a year and a half or so, but I went through one at a time. I just went through all of those nice huge amounts of speed chess, um, a lot of Averbach did a lot of other in game books I have all I have all of the series and went through all of those and of course you study games um but uh most of it was studying games and then you go back and, and yeah and this so is you, before computers really so it wasn't right. like you go to fritz right or or stockfish or something yeah so you're yeah. saying
0: yeah. you did not use chessable to memorize your openings
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> my openings still are by far my weakest because uh, no. I never studied openings. Never studied openings. I'm sorry, I just didn't. I studied end games like hell. I, I I drew a lot of games where I was down a pawn or more against strong masters. And, and afterwards, they were like, wow, you, you know how to play rook end games, you know? But yeah, yeah garbage. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I'll tell you what happened. I, I was playing a lot. And the club that you know the caltechs and i started giving people night odds rook mm-hmm. odds because i was just crushing b players with night odds it was amazing it was so much fun and um <laughs> it was it was great and so <laughs> i'm doing this and i had this openings kind of systems that i had learned over the years right and i had read some stuff there's a guy what's his name ken smith he used to run a book company. he's long dead now he was like 2300 but he had this line that attracted me. He's like, well, you got to play gambits at some point in your life if you're mm-hmm. going to get it, right? And so yeah. I had master. So I just said, okay, fine, I'm just going to play gambits because mm-hmm. I can be out of peace against players. And I noticed in my games, a lot of times out of the opening, I would screw up, drop a pawn or a piece.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I was able to start to really think, right? I would like, mm-hmm. I almost had to be behind in order to really energize so I was probably playing gambits all the time. So my rating went down to like 2,190. And then I got back up to 2,260. I mean, I just, and it was only gambits. And so I was playing gambits. I played uh, uh, Blackmore Deamer gambits. Uh, I played all sorts of Majore, which Budapest against Nayim and got a draw, right? And it was just like, I beat um, Arthur Bisguire with a King's Gambit. This is after I stopped wow. studying. In 19 moves, I was wow. Right. And I, you know, Arthur Bisguire is like, you know, old, old, old dude, but he was still like 23, you know, 80 or something. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And afterwards he was like, you know, it was fun. So I played gambits, only gambits, but I never studied them. So I also have games where I got blown off the board in 12 minutes because <laughs> I never studied them and people would just
0: kind of mm-hmm. of like so, This kind of sounds like yeah. the most fun way ever to play chess. I play gambits. Don't study them. Win most of the time. I give knight odds. I'm basically the Paul Morphy of the Caltech Chess Club. I
1: love Morphy. Yeah, Morphy is, yeah. is, is the man. Chigorin, you know, prefer knights over over you know even even almost rooks. Knights are better than bishops. Complicate nice. the game. Uh, make it so hard that people just pitch pieces. Yeah, that's yeah. that was how that's how I used to play.
0: Okay, well that's fascinating. Okay, so you take this approach. It sounds like you're doing a lot of studying. Um, not much opening work, moving to gambits. You're in the 2200s. Life steps in and says, "Paul, my friend, you're gonna have to put chess on the back burner."
1: Yeah, I was like 27, oh, and I did. It was hard, but you know, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, here's here's the here's the truth, not the truth, but something to probably think about, Paul. You probably wouldn't have gotten to 2700, right?
1: Ah, no, of course not. But I think uh, it was twenty three.
0: It's guys. all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Same regrets. Not as not as much as you. I wasn't as accomplished as you. But yeah, I hear you. It's tough. Okay. You well,
1: know, I read about this. You know the chess punks on on Twitter, which you're, I'm sure you're familiar with, right? Yeah,
0: I've heard They're of them.
1: Bolt improvers, right? And you know, it's perspective. I might be able to make FIDE master. Like, like, let's say I didn't have. I had this brain injury thing we can talk about in a bit. But yeah, if I didn't have that and I'm 58, it's really hard, right? It's very hard to even think few day master for me. And mm-hmm. so there are people online, oh, I'm going to be an IM or a GM or whatever. It's like, wow, that's so much work. It was so much work to make it to 22 something. Yeah. So, so, so much work. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think it's the, the challenge we as adult improvers face, right? Is like having lofty aspirations and goals and dreams and then the harsh reality of like what it would take to reach those dreams, right? Like it's well, just if, a challenge.
1: Yeah, even if you're <laughs> yeah. capable of it. Right. Um, I, I can't remember his name. When I was a TD. This is back in Pasadena in, in the early 90s. I could probably look it up. There's a guy who was a feeding master. Uh, was 52, had retired, and his goal in life was he wanted to be an international master. Oh, wow. I was an assistant arbiter at this tournament because we used to do a lot of FIDE-type, you know, get a bunch of people together. The point wasn't for him to become an international master. It was a bunch of people who were actually competing, nine players, but we had four foreign players and Mm. with with titles that were living in L.A., but they were still, you know, yeah, um, you know, so he managed to get his last I am norm at this tournament. Wow. And so he's like my inspiration. I was like, wow. Yeah. He was a master when he was like 19, but then life hit him. But mm-hmm. then later in life, he retired and then did nothing but chess for like four years to to regain his strength and then to get back into him at I am. So who knows? I mean, that's... If I can get FIDE master if I even get
0: mastered back I'd be very happy this guy that you're describing is my new hero I can look
1: it up i can send, it, I can send it to you guy afterwards guy. I'll send you the cross table yeah 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 I want to hear about
0: this you guy this is fascinating is this guy still around
1: oh wow I like I said I could look up the cross table real yeah. quick
0: can look we'll up. we'll see we'll we'll connect afterwards maybe he got
1: made Grandmaster he was an IM, but I don't know if he's played in the last 10 years yeah
0: okay interesting okay so I guess my first question is this what brought you back so you you've been away from chess for a long time yeah. and what made you think like I want to re-engage fully and try to recapture master
1: well so in the back of my mind it was always well I'll go back to chess at some point
0: okay
1: right? I mean I always I I didn't think I'd have aspirations to do much but I was going to go back because it's fun you go to the chess club and you beat people and. Yeah, um, and even you show up and there's a grandmaster and I am to beat the hell out of you. It's still fun, right? It's great. So, um, but I just, I just really stopped. I played sometimes online. I played some blitz online, but you know, I wasn't that study. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, I was in. Uh, you know, my wife's now a professor at a university, right? So she went to Caltech, and she's. Mm-hmm. So I, I followed her. We have four kids. Like, it been a full life, right? And yeah. I was working at the last job I had for like four years. I was in a travel role where I would fly, I would travel almost every week, and I was all over. Uh, I went all over. Went to Dubai for a while. It was great, um, and then I just crashed and burned in that job because of of a of a heart issue that I had. Mm. And um, so, anyways, it took me two years more or less, at least a year, to kind of recover from a lot of. I was on disability. It was really bad. Um but I'm retired because I can and I'm like okay <laughs> my chess is extraordinarily bad because my ability my visualization is bad, right? But yeah. um but I'm like okay what am I gonna do? And I always wanted to do chess again, maybe give lessons to kids, but I can't in good conscience give lessons to kids. I'm not a like I just self-respect. I have to like be legit 20. 20- <laughs> 2050, 2100. I just, I feel like I can't, I don't want to give lessons to somebody and be playing like a B player, right?
0: Okay. I mean, Paul, I'll just say this I gave lessons to kid when I was rated 1000. So, you know, well, they didn't know how the pieces moved. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So you retire, um, you've had some heart issues, and yeah. you decide, now that I'm retired, it's my chance. I can come back to this game that I said I was always going to come back to. Is that what we're looking I had at? My,
1: my, I actually, a heart issue, so I had, I had a funky heart rhythm thing that slowed down. I had, I, have, I don't know how to say it. Uh, a, a, wow. I can't think of the word now, of course. So I have like uh, numb fingers and toes. I, I, My heart was not pumping, blood especially when i was asleep oh wow it gave me it burned a chunk in my brain basically i just i just really slept um so i had to go through some therapy but i also had to you know physical therapy but i had to go through normal like therapy therapy right yeah and so i didn't want to play chess because i was so horrible like i was trying to play online it was just yeah um But yeah, I had a therapist and and she's like, no, you can do that. Go back. Give it a shot. Even if you suck, you know, you know, that's what everyone does. I I can't play college football or, you know, I can't, you know, you can, you can do what you can do. So um, about a year ago, I really started playing. I got a chess.com account going again. Um, It's really embarrassing. I went to some tournaments. So my wife, I traveled with her. We were in France, Paris. There's this chess uh, literally it's a chess cafe, kind of like in St. Louis here, I live in Missouri, where they mm-hmm. have tournaments and things. And yeah. it's like, wait, so she was going to a lab. I went there, I played speed chess, I was kicking people's butts. It was lots of fun. And then mm-hmm. they had a tournament. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. It was like 20 euro. Damn it. So the the, the tournament director found my name. <laughs> and so I'm up there with the American flag. You know, it's it's a I have a picture I could send you. Um uh it's uh you know on, on the screen but but you know Paul Cornelis in 22:45 45 today with Merit and you know and everybody else is like you know they're whatever the local French you know rating system is like 1600 1200 whatever yeah I went up and I said no I haven't played in 30 years this isn't come on don't you I said no it's the reading you have and it wasn't pre-day rated but so yeah. I didn't play and I won my first game I was great and I got slaughtered. Like it was, I think it was seven rounds. It was game and it was five minutes with like two second equipment or something. Um, but I lost three in a row and I was like all the way down to the charts playing a 12 year old girl. And I managed <laughs> to get four out of seven. So I was very happy with oh, it. Embarrassing, okay. You know, you go and then you're like, Oh, so hard. I played in some other tournaments more recently that I just get my butt kicked. Yeah. This is this hard? you know? So, but that was a year ago and I'm significantly better now, partially because of some of the stuff I learned in therapy about how I should think through things. Hmm. Um, Yeah. My slow chest is slowly getting better and I'm actually for the first time in my life actually studying openings, which I'd never done before.
0: Oh, wow. So much to unpack here. So I think it's so interesting, this idea of having, sort of expectations of yourself based on, you know, your previous accomplishments and then trying to return and struggling with those own expectations you put on yourself, especially since it's a rating that can flash in front of you and be like, this is what you used to be. And you're like, all right, I'm calm down rating. That's not who I am anymore. Um, I think we all wrestle with that. especially when we, when we have our bad tournaments, right. And we like, at least for me, I feel like my floor is so low, like I'm rated right about 1700. But on any given day, especially given the time control, just for some reason, a 700 can come out of me. And I'm like, what? What happened? Like, you're supposed to be better than this. Why are you so bad today? Um, and it can be so hard to wrestle with. So it sounds like you've really struggled with that. And I'm I'm curious, like, how how was your therapist able to help you? sort of think about it differently? Was it processing that expectation? Was it teaching you sort of a different way to think using your brain differently now that it, it functions slightly differently?
1: So the occupational therapist helped in lots and lots of things. Uh, so mm-hmm. one of the things that happened to me in the brain injury is I have hypersomnia, mm-hmm. an epoxic traumatic brain. forget exactly how it goes. But anyways, I fell fall asleep, like take little microsleeps. Oh, okay. Um, I take really good drugs now. It keeps me awake. I'm still also exhausted all the time. But I get mm. these little micro-sleeps. Um, bad if you're driving. Yeah. Right. So, like, I'm at a stoplight. And I didn't know back in the day when this was first happening to me. But I get a stoplight, and literally people be honking at me. And I'm like, what? What? You know, and you wake up with a start, and you're like, right. So, anyways. She figured out that while my my long term memory and certain types of my memory is really good, I had trouble reading. I couldn't read.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And they're like, well, why can't you know? Because I could. They, then they did all the back studies, and then and my visualization was actually off the charts, still really strong. So yeah, hmm. I'm a chess player, right? No. But um, she figured out that this is a thing that my eyes were tracking the way I used to. read. Ah, oh. eyes were tracking too fast.
2: Right. So
1: I couldn't. I couldn't absorb all of the, right. So I had to learn like a first grader, literally for a while using my finger. I had to mm. every single word. I had to train myself every single word. It's actually right. kind of exhausting um, if you haven't done it. So with chess, it's the same thing. I have to be, you know, I used to just see the board. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but yeah, know, 1700, but even for you, I mean, you're playing speed chess and you're like, there's a fork boom yep. right you know it's just you just see it and i for me i don't see the, the board the way i used to mm. and i actually miscalculate because i visualize wrong well. like my nights i have these nights and if i'm going to make a fork or something i'll like double check because sometimes <laughs> i move the night to the correct to the you know because i know how the night moves but then i'm like wait that's not a fork or wait that's not check or you know mm. and then that's how i lose so many of these games is i'm I'm playing boom boom boom, and I get into this automatic, and then I just completely miss dark squares. I completely miss how pieces, yeah, yeah, really is bad. And so just slow way down. I actually have to be very systematic. Um, but this is stuff you should learn anyway. You're seventeen hundred, so sorry, I don't mean to give you a chess lesson, but
0: <laughs> I love a chess lesson right <laughs> now. That's
1: great. So I mean, like, how do you do Kennedy moves, right? Because when I used to play so much speed chess and stuff, I didn't, I'm sure I did do candidate moves, but I, it was instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Now I have to do candidate moves. Okay. All the checks. And this is important. All the checks. And this is the first thing you check. You've always check. it might be mate, right? This is back in college when I was playing all that speed chess. That was one of the things that a guy used to tell me, bang the pieces, you know, check. He looks at me and I'm startled. He says, always check. It might be mate. goes both ways, right? <laughs> always check. Then you look at that and you look at captures, you make sure you're queen, the other guy's queen. Is everything okay? Are there any pieces that are dangling? Even if you're not attacking them, you know, you have pieces that are not secure, maybe there's a combo, maybe there's a fork, maybe there's something, right? You just kind of work through your progressions. Um, and then you kind of say, okay, positionally this or that, and you know, you know, if you don't find anything immediate, you have to work through all of your candidates. You actually kind of calculate on it. And at game and 10. I'm doing much, much, much better than I was. Like, I can actually see some really pretty games. i played some good games. Um, but, yeah, I, there's no way it bullet. Even game 5 yeah. is garbage for me. But game and 10 is just barely slow enough that I can – and I still lose on time sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. So it sounds like you have a lot of your old skills, which you've had to slow way down. Have you also started doing more, like, basic fork tactics to kind of reinforce – those quick tactics or is that just not sort of taking root or do you already have that
1: more no, I, I yeah I do tactics a ton right okay. so on chess.com at one point I was like 3200 on their stupid tactics thing um more recently I'm not so diligent <laughs> so you I think I am like 28 or 2900 but you know if if, if if you if you're diligent and you spend the 5 or 10 minutes and say okay fine i'm only going to get 5 points but i'm not going to lose anything right mm. I, you know so that's i don't know i mean i've only been doing chess.com for like a year so i don't know how good that is but um it says i'm i, I was in the top whatever percent 1% or whatever um yeah. but yeah tons of tactics um still do in games very important but i've actually started doing some openings I've been looking at the modern, uh, more recent tournaments, because there's like 20 years of theory that I have no idea. Um,
0: I tried that. uh, I used to play the Nidorf 20 years ago, and I came back, and I was like, all right, the Nidorf hasn't changed, right? And they're like, ah, it has. It has changed a lot, actually.
1: (laughs) And that's one of the things that frustrates me when I play in tournaments is that there are these kids that are like, you know, 1600 and whatever, and and so I play something that I know, right? And they're like bing bing bing, you know, playing book moves. And 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 I'm just looking at it like that. Yeah. so uh the temptation to start playing, you know, crappy gambits is strong because I'm like, well, I bet if I start playing stuff, you know, look, uh, what was it? There was a King's Gambit just the other day, right? Carson versus uh uh how do you pronounce his name? Height, it's not Hype. Who's the number two in the world right now?
0: He's a uh, well it's shifting every day now between Carolina, nakamura uh uh what's... so
1: anyways there was just now a king's gambit that uh he needed to win because of the way the tiebreak stuff works you know the the, the uh, time control was a draw so so they had this you know quick quick game after uh and he he, he tried a king's gambit wow Magnus uh, uh, Carlson. So anyways, yeah, people occasionally will will, will dig out these, these old gambits, right? There you go.
0: Okay, I guess since you said it, I want to explore this a bit. Do you feel like uh, sort of 20 to 45-year-old peak, is that weaker than today? Like, do you feel like there's been, like, the kid, the people playing now, they're better for their rating? Like a 1600 kid, does that kid today seem substantially better than when you were playing 30 years ago?
1: Yeah. Um. You know, it's hard for me because. I make so many mistakes. Like I was, mm. very sharp. Gotcha. Like, right? like I could easily give night odds to beat players. Just and I and I didn't always win. Uh, most of the time. Right? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It, that's not. I. Don't, it's it's a hard it's a hard question for me to answer because I don't have enough. Gotcha. Experience. Yeah, but I will say this: that the few tournaments that I played, um, they really understand openings much better than I ever did.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Maybe I'm it bit, but the Opening systems. I don't know where they're getting it. Maybe what did you call it?
0: Chessable. Chessable yeah, is a great place. You just want to memorize your openings.
1: Right. So maybe it's Chessable, whatever it is. You know, clearly uh, they can go deep, but. Then you have to have a plan. I actually mm-hmm. had, I had, a, you know, some kid, very. We were like twenty moves in. It's like Jesus, no. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. And this is still a game in like, you know, five with increments So I couldn't think very long. But I'm like, okay, wait, what's my plan? What am I doing here? Right. Mm-hmm. So I figure out that I can kind of sack a pawn, but I get a, a pass pawn on the rook file. That's you know and I can push it all the way down. And I'm looking and I'm looking and, and I have this cute little blockade that I can do. I'm Like, okay, that's my plan. Blitz, 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 blitz. And then he was blitzing back, but he didn't have a reason. He didn't, wow. he wasn't doing anything, right? He didn't have, wow. right? He was responding to my, to my moves, which is great because then I blockaded the position, I get the pass on, I just push the hell out of it, I win the game. And then afterwards, I actually, we were looking at the game. I said, what's your plan here, right? What, what, and he didn't he wasn't able to to conceptualize what's your plan like he had moves so right
2: do
1: do no 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 what what's the weak squares what's the idea what's the fork you're looking at what's the pins you're looking at what's your idea what, what, what are you trying to do so I think that's the same though 1600s back in the day that that was what I used to teach like what's your plan gotcha Why? and 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 they would say I want to do this and it's a move take time to move but what why what, what are you doing What? what's the, the long term and um so i don't think they're any better at that but team, yeah
0: okay so there's some parts of their game that are better but you're still seeing the same general problems of struggling with plans and such at this level well, that's why
1: they're 1600
0: right yeah gotcha
1: and, and, and i'm 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 not saying i'm any better but the reason i'm bad is because i'm just dropping pieces like, gotcha. it's, it's even a slow game, sometimes I just completely yeah. face something. Um, so I'm very klutzy, whereas these guys are not, and their tactics are good too, they just don't know.
0: Yeah, and that's the most frustrating part is when you're like, I've got the plan, I know how to execute it. Oh, I dropped a knight. Oh, that's great, right? right, <laughs> no, right.
1: Yeah. It's, just, it's just, just horrible, right? And you're yeah. doing stuff, and all of a sudden you thought there was something and then you're like oh wait that doesn't work and 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 you've been working towards something It's like an in-game situation i had an in-game situation where it should have been a win i mean i my spidey senses i, I just knew it was a win the in-game was a win i just knew it and i got to that in-game and then there's this cute little oppositional trick mm. and i'm like and i and, and the thing is i knew in-games really well in the past right i should have known i should have seen it but So I got to a position I thought was a win, and then I immediately got to it and said, Yep, I just wasted all of this effort. Uh, Yeah, it's
0: the worst. My last game uh, this week, I play once a week, and uh, we had a, a very nice middle game. I have this long term plan. He puts a knight on a square, you know, in contact with my knight. And I'm like, Do I trade? Do I not trade? And I'm calculating not just the moves, but what the position would look like after the moves mm-hmm. and what my plans would be. And I decide, OK, it would be better if I didn't take the night for the following reasons And I make some other move. And then he's just like, what about this hanging pawn now? And I'm like, what? And then, and then after the game, he's like, I don't understand. Why would you let me do that? And I was like, it's called a blunder. OK. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And exactly. Yeah. Part, of course, because like my subtle, nuanced plan, uh, I, it did not involve me being down upon. We'll just say that.
1: Right. Yeah, it's always fun when people. I mean, I played, used to play a lot of live games instead of online. But when somewhere when you do that, and then somebody hand kind of goes up, but they hesitate because they're like, "Well, yeah, what, what's the trap?"
0: <laughs>
1: huh? Hesitation, and then they go, "Oh, that's just a free piece or a piece." Yeah.
0: Plan. Yeah, and I was like, you know, whatever, 200 points better than this person or whatever. So they're kind of like, uh, is this a gambit that I'm not catching? Yep. I'm like, yes, it's called the I am terrible at chess gambit. Let's do it. Oh boy. Okay. So it sounds to me like in your journey back, you're sort of struggling with blundering then. And it sounds like one way you're addressing it is by really slowing down and going through sort of a blunder check process, right? Of like checks, captures, hanging pieces. Um, any other ways that you might suggest to our listeners how one can stop blundering or how you're trying to stop blundering?
1: Um, so right I really I'm gonna go back to that to the um to to your 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 candidate move selection. It's very mm-hmm. important to follow the process. Because okay. um, I've seen people, but they always they get very myopic. They're looking at this little combination or they're looking yeah. at a little, right? It's like no, no. You know, your queen can move all the way across the board, right? So so what checks are available all the way across? And they're like, well, and then, and I've had like, well, you don't, why are you looking at that? You know, but I, you look at all the checks because maybe there's a check and there's a response and all of a sudden you see, oh, okay. There, there, you can break things open. I was yeah. playing a green chess tournament uh, recently here uh, in, in Jeff City here in Missouri. And um, well, it wasn't during the tournament. But anyways, I was playing speed chess, but I was talking and i and playing. And I reached the position. And I said, gee, if only my knight could be there, that would be mate. Like it was a joke. It's like, oh, yeah. look, there's this mate position? I looked at it again. And I said, oh. So I move a bishop check and the knight moves and it's mate, right? But I, I didn't see the mate right away. What I saw was an opportunity, right? And then I had to like, and so you have to stop and you have to think and you have to say, okay, always check. That's a check. It's a stupid check because he's just going to move the, whatever. And then you're like, well, okay, was there another check after this? Another check after mm-hmm. that? And yeah. then this is capturing, um, you, know, you have a knight, they move a piece, what is it attacking? What's the threat, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, that was some of the things that these masters back when I was a college kid used to say, they're like, you know, what's the threat? Or they would move and say, ha ha, what's my threat? You know, it's like, what's what's coming next? A lot of times they already busted me wide open. And so it's was like, you know, they're just, just toying with me. But um, <laughs> you've got to think about
0: what's this yeah. dad,
1: what What is your opponent trying to do? What is their plan that has to be part of your stuff? Right? Yeah.
0: I had a game this weekend where all I needed was an extra queen and I could just plop it down for checkmate. And luckily it was Bug House. And I told my daughter, get me a queen. And she was able to trade queens and I plopped it down and won. Now that's a little bit outside the scope of what you're saying, <laughs> but it kind of fits. <laughs> well, you're
1: aware. Uh, so have you seen so i have my little twitter account that i'm doing as a way to i don't know recultivate my interest in chess right so mm. study so long but then chess is this huge historical thing it's fun right yeah there's All of, i'm looking at all the books in the back and i'm imagining some of those are chess books right so there's all oh, this yeah. history, there's all these things so i have a joke of a day thing that i'm doing which is basically i take a break and i'm like okay what's what's interesting today mm. And uh, so one of them was a bug house thing. So I wrote a joke, you know, what's the best uh house for a for a chess improver? And the answer is of course a bug house. Yeah. But um yeah, you have to do that. You have to think about you have to think of ways to keep your interest in something. Because you can get, I can get at least very focused at like something and 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 kind of like burn out. Like you have to keep. A breadth to to all of the stuff
0: you're looking at just to keep it interesting yeah have you dealt with burnout on your comeback oh well that's a good question as you're retired i imagine you do chess a lot
1: (laughs) you know it's really my wife is kind of sometimes frustrated retired people are so busy (laughs) Uh, okay okay, i now mow the lawn i'm doing the lawn i didn't ever do lawn work because we paid people but yeah, I have a, a grandkid now. So I go to my daughter's house. I have all this other stuff that I do. I actually do a lot of the stuff around the house because my wife's working. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do the dishes and whatever. So I do that. Yeah. So there's all the stuff that I do. But yeah, I'm i probably before I get super engaged and study, like I, I know how to I know how to head down. Study and I still have some books and I have some new stuff and I have chess base access and things so not quite there yet. I need my chess level to be like twenty two thousand or something before I really spend half an hour and then on one thing and then an hour and an hour and have like four or five hours a day am studying. Like I haven't done that yet. Um, okay, that's what you need to do. And that and there's no and there's no stupid bullet chess in that like. Um, you need to, to heads down for a significant chunk of time every day for,
0: for months. Two, Are two you months. saying you don't need to do that until you get to 2000? Or you're saying you just haven't been motivated to do that?
1: No, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I'm studying tactics for the fun of it. Uh, The way I'm viewing it, I'm still shaking off rust. Okay. That, you know, I just feel like, and this is why I'm so, and maybe this is the wrong thought process maybe you're right I should be like right? um but I'm still having fun like I'm playing a lot of online chess that I shouldn't do but I'm doing it because it's fun and I'm retired so what the hell right yeah um I'm playing in some chess clubs now okay um, we're traveling my wife travels from... so I was in Roatan Honduras like you can see if I'm nicely can, like like three weeks ago four weeks ago so, okay. do you know where Roatan is, or, you know, there's an island in Honduras. It's great snorkeling. My wife did some scuba stuff. Mm. I was just down there because it was fun. There's a guy down there, a Brit, who's opened a, a veggie uh, cafe who's a chess player, and there's huge numbers of kids there. And I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. So I go in and I'm, you know, I'm good at crushing everybody. It's fun. Right. Yeah. But, but it's just, I'm still doing that like like if i was actually studying i'm not going to go sit someplace for four hours and just bang pieces right yeah. you got to actually commit to something so instead my four hours is someplace it's fun that i'm or or i'm online but that and i'm still just trying to kick off the rust and kind yeah. of be um, much much faster in my thought process i don't know if i could, i don't know if i'm able to do that right but
0: yeah uh, so it sounds like what your approach so far has been for your comeback is like trying to recapture some of where you're at by just playing games and getting those reps in and get your brain thinking chess right. and, like you said, shaking off the rust.
1: Right. And so the burnout that you mentioned is um, on any given day, I can definitely play too much chess and I can just feel it. And you're like, oh. right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, and that's when I'm saying I play too much because that's the kind of burnout but I haven't played like I haven't played a normal slow time control tournament in, in years and years and years, right? No, okay. actually that's not true. I played one like two years ago and did horribly. But um and I was, you know, that's when I was talking to my therapist, and she's like, Well, you know, you haven't studied, what do you expect? But um I am uh before I start actually playing again, I need to study. And I just haven't quite maybe I just haven't. Hmm. I've got it in my own internal system to start that yet.
0: Yeah. Right. All right. Question for you. So why haven't you started playing tournaments? Is it because you feel like you're not to where you want to be? Is it that you feel like you have this number hanging over you that you can't live up to? Like, what's holding you back? It's
1: really embarrassing. Right. In fact, I almost want to go to USCF. My (laughs) floor is 20, is is 2000. Yeah. Okay. So two years ago or whatever, I played in this tournament, and you know it was like it was like the sharks were like out for blood because everyone's like, oh, I can beat this expert and get all these rating points. I was playing sixteen hundred or less chess, right? It was just it's just embarrassing. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Or you go or you, you talk to somebody after a game. You're like, what's your plan? Well, I have no authority really to mm-hmm. not to come, but but it's like you know if I was actually halfway decent player again. I don't know. It's a self respect thing. It's just very high school. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I'm just being honest. I just, and, and so yeah, maybe I have, I still have a bit of a block that's like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. i just right. feel like, I want to, but I'm very close. Like my game in 10 and chess.com, I was up to 2050 or something recently. Yeah.
0: Sounds so, like you're but, there.
1: But I don't know. So do you know what's the difference between chess.com and like USCF? And
0: um. I have heard from a lot of sources that it's like oftentimes about a hundred points higher for your rapid rating on chess.com, but I've had very different results than that. At one point my USCF was like a hundred and fifty points higher. And now I've gone on a cold streak uh over the board and now my rapid on chess.com is like a hundred points higher. So for me it's been fluctuating all over.
1: So you think it's only a hundred or so
0: points? Yeah, that's that's what I've been told. So um yeah chess.com is fairly close to uscf i think you should think about it this way paul you go to a chess club you lose every game let's just say worst case scenario and you lose to like 1200s those 1200s got all these rating points you didn't lose any because you're at your floor anyway No, that's right i
1: didn't lose anything i just lost the uh yeah
0: it's, it's embarrassing though Everybody wins, other than the embarrassed. So remember,
1: like, just like the thing in Paris where I was like, my name was the top. I was number one seed at twenty two fifty or twenty two forty five, right? I go to these tournaments. Hey, it's Missouri, and I know there's a St. Louis chess club, and there's really cool things going on. But I'm like, you know, smaller club. I'm the expert. I'm two thousand, right? And so you're the top on the on the pairing chart, and it's like, but you're not, and it's just that's <laughs> <Gotcha>. um, okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I hear you. It's tough. Yep. It's
1: tough. So um, uh, let me ask you a question. So other than like the, the chessable and stuff, what what are you doing to improve? Are you, and then what tools do you use? Like,
0: Yeah, um, I use a wide variety. So I use, I'm a big book learner myself. So I'm currently working through Capablanca's best chess endings to do mm-hmm. my endgame work. Uh, I just picked up a book called Mastering Positional Sacrifices because I've realized I'm quite the opposite of you. You're like a gambiter, you're willing to give away material. If I'm going to give away a pawn, I need to see direct results. I really struggle with like, "Oh, look, I have a diagonal that might be useful." Like I have a very hard time making those sacks. Um I do puzzle work I'm mostly doing the steps method right now. The book, I'm still doing some on chess.com. And then I'm trying to play as much as I can because I've read so many chess books in the last two years. But Mm -hmm. I think what I really need to do, like what you're talking about, is take that knowledge that I have and just put it into games and skill build that way rather than reading more and more and more books. So that's where I've been focused. Like you said uh, with your earlier time, I don't do a ton of opening work. I do a little. Like I'll run into a spot. Like so, I lost the last two weeks. I lost in the same opening idea that I thought I understood. I played into my prep, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Something's wrong here." And I looked at you know the prep I was following, in and that, and it wasn't at all. I was I played it all wrong. So it's like I got the board the position I wanted, and the engine was like, "Great job, you're losing." And right. this prep is like, yes, you don't <laughs> do that because you're losing. And my opponents are like, I love your prep. It's great. So <laughs> yeah. I spent about an hour working through that and determining that, oh, I've been doing it all wrong. But that's that's how I do my opening. It's more like to address a problem when right. it comes up rather than just like memorizing lines. Though the kids seem to do really well with this whole idea of memorizing lines and they the,
1: they I I need to Play more uh, super solid openings and just wait until they start screwing up. I I, I think that's that's how that's in, in the game in ten. That's really what I've started doing. I, I'm not yeah. I'm not engaging in my gambits. Are you interested in seeing a game? Because I could really quickly project like my game against
0: uh, Arthur BizWire. Because um, I would days. love to, but this is an audio only podcast, and I oh. do not think my audience audience will be able to follow. A whole game, but I will say this this is how I know Arthur Bisquier. I know him from Fisher's 60 memorable game. So to uh-huh. me, he's like you know, a pretty amazing player to have beaten. That That's pretty remarkable.
1: Um, in fact, it's interesting that you say that in this game. I, I reached a position where I just couldn't, I couldn't, I, I knew that the tactic was there. I've done enough, you know, to do tactics, okay, but I know that there's a solution to the particular. And I spent like 15 minutes and I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I got up. I'm looking at the position. And there are all of these variations, but there's one key thing where he keeps moving this pawn that kind of like allows his bishop to get back in and kind of defend and defend. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered uh, a Fisher game from 60 Memorable, which was against um, uh, great. I can't remember his name now. But anyways, I remember this game where he, where Fischer sacks a rook on f6 to mm-hmm. prevent the king, the, the f bond from moving, and then there's this beautiful little mate net going on. And Binko, he was playing against Paul Binko, so it's the Fischer's memorable games against Bingle and, and uh, United States Ch- uh, post Championship. So anyways, it's like that game came to me while I was thinking. You know, this is the thing where you're studying books and stuff. I think some of the younger generation doesn't get you really your ideas come from places and you need to have an idea. You know, like, how can I, how can I get into how can I all of a sudden I'm like, ah, well, if I can stop that pond from moving forward then. And I'm looking, I'm like, well, I can just sack my night right in the middle of the board. And I move my knight right in the middle of the board. And he has to take my knight, or he can move, it doesn't matter. But either way, the pond's not moving. And then I have this cute little attack that's like checkmates and four or five books. That's um awesome. so it's really, I think that's why I want to show you the game. It's really fun though that that uh you know you can whatever your thought process needs to be, you know, thinking about um yeah different the different games and other people different ideas that other people have had. Okay. That helps you solve problems.
0: So I have a couple questions as we wrap here up here that I want to make sure we get to. Question one is have you had any coaching since you've come back or because you're kind of in the shaking off the rust phase, are you like a coach? Isn't really where I'm at. I'm just trying to, you know, feel better about chess. So
1: yeah, I need, I need to reach out. And and one of the people I want to talk to anyways is Alex, uh, Alex Fishbein. Hmm. One of the reasons why is on YouTube, because I have been looking at some YouTube videos. Uh, Alex did an interview about playing chess at the age of 15. I think he turned 55 or whatever. Oh. Um, and so it was interesting I watched that and I'm like, you had lots of ideas about how someone in their fifties thinks differently and how you prep and mm-hmm. So I probably should say hi to him again. Um, but I guess, and that's one of the reasons I reach out to you too, right? I really got serious about trying to play chess again less than a year ago or a year ago. And um, I don't I'm probably close to that part of my journey now where I should be doing that, right? But yes, I have. But exactly. I haven't. What I've been doing is I've just been trying to shake the rust off and, and going back to books that I haven't read in 20 years. I still have all my books. Those those all made the trips, you know. <laughs> okay.
0: That's okay. I'm uh I'm really fascinated by this interview because I am turning 50 this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna have to uh, get a hold of this interview as well. So I'll I'll hit you up for that interview.
1: So go ahead and, uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll send me put a email. And I'd be happy to put you some games too after this if you
0: want to. Yeah, yeah. We should, <laughs> I, can, I can link in some games to the uh, description as well. So we can, especially if you have like some sort of study that you can link to online, we can do that. Um, I guess my next question is this. What are your goals for your sort of comeback tour? Is it like get back to master or bust? What are we looking at?
1: um kind of a three set cuz i don't know if i can right mm. And that's the bottom line is i have to figure out self respect i really want to be able to be playing solid expert level real chess uscf flow time control going to tournaments and not and be above my floor right I, you know if i'm if i'm 2050 i can live with that that's 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 great i'm 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 happy with that right um now and and I think I've been thinking that that's the time that if I can reach that, that's when I'm going to say, okay, now I'm going to get serious and see if I can't get back to master and do my four or five hours a day prep. Because okay. I'm not gotcha. doing that right now. And I don't, I don't want to do that and then just spend six months and then just completely fail because I can't, right? I need to gotcha. prove to myself somehow that I'm capable of, yeah. fail, right? But I think I'm getting close. Like, like I said, my, my, my com is within a hundred points for me to you. Yeah. Uh, get back to master would be spectacular probably can't do it but we'll see and then if i can get back to master then feed a master that's it that would be the gold standard for me right because there's no way i'm going to be an i am but i could have been feed a master i really i was like three two three tournaments away i really was quite close i was beaten i was beating people way stronger than 2300 and i'm just that's that's one of your my life regrets, right? Because it was there. It's like being in grad school and then taking the master's and not the PhD, because yeah. you know that two more years is too much student loan debt or whatever. I was right there, but financially, family commitments, whatever, I just couldn't spend the next eighteen months or whatever it would be to get there. And yeah. uh, so it'd be great to have to to be able to do that as a life goal. Yeah,
0: wow. This this these all sound great. Let me just. Tell you a little something. I don't know if this is going to help or not. I feel like failure is part of the process. I've been I've been grinding hard now for like two years, and uh, it's not going great, Paul. And I'm not calling it a failure. I'm calling it work in progress. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Maybe in two more years, I'll have dropped more points, and, and you'll be like, Kevin, that's not called a work in progress. That's called two trains colliding.
1: So how long have you been playing chess? I'm just curious.
0: I played about for about two years in my early 20s. Uh-huh. Uh, stepped away for about 20 years, and I've been back for a little over two years now.
1: Right. So the, the the trajectory in the past, this is part of you know classes that that I've done stuff. Is you have about six seven years of when mm. you get really good. Um, There's a book called Blink. Have you ever read that? No. Nope. You know what I'm talking about. You, it, it's interesting. So you might want to read it. So Blink is. conversation about the 10,000 hours like people that really know their they've spent a big chunk of their life studying something right Mm -hmm. and um and it takes about seven years six seven years but what happens is then you plateau and it's really hard it's really hard to get better than that than that 10,000 hour perspective that you get when you just are really good at one thing right right so you're only two years in really because that other stuff was like Basic moves, right? So you two yeah. use So yeah, you still have you should still have a pretty steep uh uh curve up if you're studying just Okay.
0: We'll see what happens. My rating, I was feeling pretty good. My rating was going up and up and up, and I was like, ratings don't matter. They just keep going up. And then now that I've crashed hundred points, I'm like, ooh, ooh,
1: oh, you have some games that you go, ooh, this is a good game or this is a good idea, right? Or,
0: yeah, I have some good games, but I don't remember those nearly as much as I remember the ones where I blundered upon deciding whether to trade the night or not. Those are the games I remember well. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> what are you even doing here? Okay. Last, last question is this Paul tournaments. I think you are capturing what so many lower rated players have is this feeling of like, I don't know when I'm supposed to go to my first tournament because I'm worried or I am, I'm embarrassed that I won't be very good. And I know your situation is different because you have a past and you have a number that's sort of lingering over you. Uh, but it's, it can be so hard to get over that feeling. And it sounds like you're doing really well online. So Paul, are tournaments coming up soon?
1: Uh, soon is an interesting question. Um The short answer is is yes, but the longer answer is just, you're, you're right, There there is a block, because um, I clearly have the time to do it, right? So mm-hmm. I'm retired, right? I could take a weekend. I used to travel a lot, like I did World Open, so yeah. uh, I've been to Vegas a bunch to do, you know, the Vegas tournaments, the uh, American Open and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's coming. It, it, it might not be until spring of next year. I mean, because what I really need to do is, I need. I mean, my openings are actually coming quite nice. I have, have my solid openings, and I just need to kind of play myself into a position where I can sit down and feel confident that I'm not going to embarrass myself. Yeah, uh, no. and I don't mind losing. I don't. Mind, you know, sometimes, sometimes you drop a pawn. That's fun because okay, I'm down a pawn. I'm going to draw a yeah. game.
0: Right? I disagree, then, but yeah. I hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> um. Yeah, look up, you know, Cornelis and Bisguire. You can look at my game because I dropped a pawn in that game. I completely busted the – and I was much worse out of the opening. 19 move win. I'm much worse. I transposed moves. I was supposed to move my bishop to, to, um, you know, to C4. And instead I moved to E2 and then I moved a pawn. I I had a horrible blunder out of the opening. He wins a pawn. I'm like, okay, how do I – it's a king's gambit. There are lots of open lines. What can I do? And so I kind of pop some lines open. And mm-hmm. he got super greedy, and he went like I was like I was a beginner, and he went and just ripped one of my rooks off. But uh, to do it, took, took him like three tempi to get there. So yeah. I stack a rook basically, but I just have this huge. Uh, uh, all my pieces are pointing at his king, and i mean want to checkmate him. Okay. And so yeah, it's. I am not at that. I, I just I I think that right now, if I played in a tournament, I'm going to drop that rook, and I'll have no compensation. Like mm. I don't. I don't have the tools right now to be able to 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 grind down down a pawn and say I don't care where are my open lines what am I doing what are the threats what can I where can I put some pieces to to really make this uh, this game competitive Um, I used to do that just almost intuitively I just because I was down in so many games I was just like yeah that was just how I used to play and I need to get somewhere close back to that
0: okay a little let me put two things in your mind. One, I don't know if you've heard of these tournaments. They're called the Alto Tournaments. They stand for at least 21. The Charlotte okay. Chess Center runs them. So they're really cool. They're just adults getting together, a lot of adult improvers. Uh, just, I you know. heard I heard
1: 21, and I was thinking 2,100. Okay, no, <laughs> you are an adult. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean actual adult, uh, okay. which I'm really looking forward to. I love playing with kids. Uh, but I think it would be a lot of fun to hang out with adults who are kind of in in our spot, right? Trying to get better at chess, wrestling with the insecurities, the problems that come with being an adult who's good at things and struggling with this thing. And then, I don't know, have you thought about playing in any senior events? I'm really excited myself uh, to be able I to I actually play. have. Um,
1: that's one of the ways, you know, if I if I get to the point where I might be close to master strength, then I definitely would. Because then then that's the question of, I'd be studying for reels, and then that would be. Hmm. Am I able to get that that FIDE master? Because in order to get the FIDE master, you got to be playing in some serious and some real FIDE events. So there's some senior opens that. Um, plus, I know a lot of it. I mean, I know when I say no, they they probably don't know me. I played against Joel Benjamin, Nick Defermian, you know Alex, of course. Um, there were a bunch of other players that I played actively i played games against um igor ivanov was an i am and i think he made grandmaster i don't know if he's still around though but there are a bunch of guys that i used to play that would be fun not that they would know me but i definitely know them it would yeah. be fun to go and just be there um so yeah i've thought of that but i just feel like um i'm gonna put my fide rating on the line if i do that
0: oh gotcha yeah, right? yeah. so
1: if you look me up right now in chess base or fide i'm still 22.50, like like you know so that's kind of nice, right? I don't want oh, to
0: smirch yeah. that. Yeah. And you're but, close to the FIDE master also.
1: Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to take a step back. So that's why I'm like, that's why I have the three-step. I need to get to master level, USCL okay. and not play FIDE. And gotcha. kind of get there. But yeah, that next step, the last step to get to FIDE master, that would involve uh, senior tournaments or other FIDE rated events that I could, um, you okay. know, have a chance.
0: Well, it sounds like you have a fascinating journey ahead of you. And I know we're all rooting for you uh, to to recapture the glory, get back to tournaments, hang out with your friends, maybe at some senior events. I think that would be so fun.
1: It might be. Well, it would be. I'd still be, you know what, in some ways I would still be the weak kid because guys like Alex and stuff, they're all grandmasters. This is so much better than me. The, yep. And I know that they're just off the charts so much better, but it's still fun to be there and, and fine. We'll, you know, if, if we'll play speech. Essay,
0: I'll be up for that. So. Hmm. All right. um, okay. We'll
1: well, What's up? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just
0: going to say, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a real pleasure. Um, how can people get a hold of you if they want to contact you? I feel like some people are going to want to reach out.
1: Well, if they do, so the Kibitzing Patser, which is, um, you know i'm on twitter i don't really put my name out like that and i guess part of that was the embarrassment of you know i i kibitzing pastor hey i'm a master but i'm not going to put my name right so like on chess.com i have the same account kibitzing pastor it's one word um and that's how i play speed chess so that's whatever if you want to challenge me there great uh chess.com sent me up a second account with my national master title cuz i sent in my paperwork but i never played that account because I just don't. someday, Title Tuesday or something, right? Okay. I, you know, there, there's, I have free entries into those. So someday, but before I, I do that, I need to, 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 to you know. So Kip Pastor is my, is my um, junk account that I use to, to play for fun. Okay, that's my um, ultimate. I do train. chess jokes because that's very important.
0: What chest. was that?
1: My chess jokes.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah
1: pastor, I, I have a uh, joke of the day okay it's more fun because i think about you know, whatever go ahead
0: yeah i can't wait i'm gonna show my eight-year-old she loves jokes so i have a feeling she's gonna love this account yeah <laughs> all right well you you've hit my ultimate dream which is to be able to um stream titled tuesday and lose most of the games like i i, I can't get there though so the maybe yeah. you can do my dream for me <laughs>
1: Well, we'll get there and uh, look me up. I'd be happy to play some speed chess or something online. Just, um, yeah. you know, just thank you very much um, for the opportunity also to share because there are a lot of everyone has a story, right? But and everyone gets to to share their stuff. So I, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. And I think your story is really fascinating. And there's so much psychology that I'm hearing in this, right? Of like wrestling with how do you justify the expectations you have for yourself with the reality of where you're at? For you, it sounds like a lot of it is a, a brain injury. For other people, it might just be their life, you know, expectations and not being able to do the things they want to do. Um, so I think it's a it was a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, too.
0: All right. So all of you out there, I hope this is that week where you don't lose 100 points in two months and you gain all your points. Maybe I'll gain them back. Who knows? I'm going to a tournament. Um, and if not, if it's a plateau uh, or a pit of despair, come back next week. We'll have another guest who will relay some more thoughtful tips and ideas, and I'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody.